method of business would persist until the formation of the National Wrestling Alliance in 1948. NWA as a central governing body, with its singular, undisputed world champion, would be absolute, and undeniable. This control, combined with the expansion of the interstate highway system, and the inevitable popularity and availability of regional television, would usher in an era of wrestling that was defined by what would come to be known as the territory system. The territory system would dominate wrestling for nearly four decades. While the borders, authority, popularity, and obedience of individual NWA territories was in a near constant state of flux, to this day the impact and influence of these territories is still felt. Each territory had its own signature promoter and star. While it is impossible to cram these characteristics into a static, concrete map, we are damn sure going to try anyway. So open up your eyes. of the 30 how are you guys doing i want to give a shout out to the cast of the 30 we got eso in the dan box where dan was champion but dan's a no-show eso so i think we hold up the title what do you think it sounds like a plan i think we're gonna have a new champion no matter what at the end of the night tonight well what's I going on mike of what's going on brother always good to see you and right below you weekend. in the bottom square is always yeah, the Bruce. player the player how are you buddy Looking Welcome good. Hey, glasses. Benny. Hey, hey. And if we're going roundabout, we have a new member, a new cast member joining us. Joe, can you uh, introduce yourself? Hey, everybody. I'm Joe. What a day, Lowry. How was everybody? How are everybody doing today? Man, Joe, I awesome, love that man. voice. Welcome. Boy, that is Welcome a radio board, voice. And another guy with a radio <laughs> voice is Mr. Boston, Phil DeCessere. How are you, sir? Doing great, man. Yeah, just on the afterglow of the past weekend. What a weekend, man. Wow. Did you enjoy cool. it, Phil? I had a blast. Blast. Unbelievable. Yeah. What was your favorite moment? There were lots. Um, certainly meeting Magnum uh, was huge. Interviewing him and uh, Bad Company, too. Working with you and working with Bruce, totally cool. And meeting you guys in person was just a trip, man. So, uh, yeah. And, and, and being in the hallowed halls of the studio was, uh, <laughs> definitely incredible. Well worth the drive. Well, I got to tell you, it was such a pleasure meeting you and, uh, good man. Look, you guys are all a good, a good group of guys. I love, uh, working with you guys and it's, it's terrific, man. It's terrific. Thank, thanks right. for having me today. 
Joe, it's uh, great to have you. So why don't we have you first? We're going to put you up at the number oh. one spot. All right. Because sometimes yeah. the good spot, sometimes Ooh. the bad spot, but it's a spot. I'm Almost just like a prelim bum at this time, huh? There you go. Silvano Souza. <laughs> you love that. Question one. Israel Matia. Tony Khan, <laughs> next AEW signing at Full Gear could be a 10-time champion from the WWE. On the X social platform, Tony Khan recently announced that pro wrestler who's no stranger to all elite fans will sign a new deal with AEW at the Full Gear pay-per-view. The speculations have been running wild following the announcement among the internet wrestling community. Joe, you got a minute and 30 seconds to tell the fans who it's going to be and why it has to be. You're on the 30. Go. Wow. All right. So who is the next big signing for AEW and Tony Khan? Well, I don't know. They're saying, you know, it's all in the wording to me with Tony Khan. He says it's a world... um, famous world wrestler and so forth. So that always segued me to go overseas, but I'm not buying it this time. Um, Part of me thinks that this might be just one big giant work and it's just going to be maybe Dolph Ziggler. I hope not. Um, I really, you know, I was thinking about this all night when he made that announcement. I just couldn't wrap my hands around it. It could be anybody who was let go from the WWE for for the last two, three years. But one person, he well, one thing he did not say was whether it was a male or female. I have to really go with the fact that it's going to be um, Mercedes Monet. I have to go with her. I think, Sa- aka formerly known as Sasha Banks, I think she is going to be the newest signee. Um, and hopefully that may be the case because I'd love to see her in that women's division because I think she could probably do wonders I'd like to see her in the ring again with Tony Storm and all that crew there. So I'm going to have to go with the biggest signing that AEW is going to get, world famous, coming from overseas, that no doubt in my mind would have to be uh, Mercedes Monet, uh, formerly Sasha Banks. That's my – I'm sticking to my guns on that one. I think it's going to be her. Well, I got to tell you, Joe, that's a great choice, and that would be – that would be a great that that would be a great signing. Uh, that actually could be a needle mover for a couple of weeks, and then obviously I would think, I would crumble think. after hopefully, that. Hopefully, hopefully, so we'll see. We'll find out this Saturday. Full gear, right? Yep. That's it. That's it. Well, I won't because I don't right. watch their pay per views, but I'll read about it after it's over. Uh, <laughs> Bruce, you're in the two spot, big guy. All right, get you out of thirty. Go. All right. Well, this one's kind of a tough one, especially I'm not a big AEW fan, and I I am starting to watch it more and more, but we're we're getting there. So first thing is they say it's it's somebody who's well-known to AEW wrestlers. Well, what former WWE champion in any level wouldn't be well-known to any AEW fan because, you know, if – Let's face it, any WWE wrestler is more famous than the the lowest card AEW person. Let's see, because we had a mention of somebody who was recently uh, was let go, Dolph Ziggler. That was, that's an awesome choice. Um, but we, we don't mention – it's a 10-time WWE champion, but we don't mention 
if it's a world champion or not. Um, it, it could be virtually any anybody. Hey, listen, real, realistically, Vince McMahon is starting to divest himself of those stocks. Maybe it's Vince McMahon. He's a former champion. Oh. Is it maybe a former 24-hour <laughs> champion, a hardcore champion? I have absolutely no idea. Paul, it, it's if they're familiar to AEW, maybe it's somebody that's just re-signing a contract. Let's face it. Mark Henry's there. Big Show's there. Um I, I have I have absolutely no idea who this is going to be, and oh, overall, I, I hope it's somebody who is, you know, going to be a needle mover for them or you know help them out in some ways. But overall, I have absolutely zero idea who it's going to be. So hey, Mercedes Monet sounds good enough. Why not? <laughs> not bad, Bruce. I like that McMahon thing, even though it won't happen. <laughs> Phil, you're up in the third spot, coming off a very long weekend. I hope you yeah. had your energy and you took your vitamins and said your prayers. You're on the 30. Go. I think I might be feeling like um, Becky Lynch on Jeopardy the other night, you know. <laughs> I don't think she didn't get one answer in the whole program. But That was a <laughs> record, one. You set a new record, exactly. Yeah, so I, I think I'll do a little better than uh, Miss Rebecca Quinn on the Celebrity Jeopardy, but... When I first heard the rumor of Tony Khan buying for and, and announcing that he's going to sign a world champion um, this Saturday, um, I had several thoughts, but I didn't think necessarily WWE. I actually thought more uh, towards Japan. I thought actually of Will Ospreay. I know that, I know that uh, he's in talks with WWE and Tony Khan is talking to him too. So I thought at first this would be the candidate because he's an IWGP world champion, and that would make a lot of sense in terms of the style and, and that sort of thing. I, I don't think WWE would really be a good home for him necessarily. But if we further qualify and say it's a WWE champion, world champion 10 times, and again, not thinking male, Charlotte Flair would be, uh, her father just signed, her husband is there. Charlotte Flair could be a great addition, too. You know, I think WWE is stocked with talent right now. There's going to be some inevitable um, back and forth. So, to me, it makes it would make sense maybe if Charlotte were to go to AEW. Um, still hesitant to say it's going to be CM Punk, although he is a likely candidate to be the devil in a, in a in, um, one of those people. But well um, done, Phil. Well Charlotte, done. Yeah. I can't imagine it would be Charlotte. That would be crazy. Yeah. That would be crazy. That would be crazy. But anything's possible. Player in the four spot. You brought Joe into the show. I hope he doesn't hurt your feelings and win that world <laughs> title that's vacated right now by Dan, who is a no-show, like superstar uh, Billy Graham those many times. Yep. <laughs> All right. Player, you're on a 30. Go. Well, first of all, let's put things in perspective. While Vince McMahon was conquering the wrestling world one territory at a time, Tony Khan was up in his room whacking off to his Cheryl Teague's poster and his Molly Holly action figure. So, who could it be? I, at first, I thought, you know, the sources told me that it was the revolting blob from Billy Madison because he hasn't wrestled in a while. That would be a nice surprise. Um, oh. Maybe uh, Mighty Joe Thunder from 1983. Wow. Actually, yeah. I, my first thought was Dolph Ziggler, which would be a, a, a natural fit. The brother's wrestling there. He's kind of a free agent. Um, I think that would be a, <clears throat> a great addition. You know, as far as uh, Mercedes Monet or whatever the hell her name is, Sasha Banks, she t to me, she's the most overrated wrestler in the history of the world. She's got – she either gets her 
or she hurts somebody and she's got that annoying vo voice that she either drank too much eggnog or you know possibly uh play a protein if you know what i'm talking about um so oh, wow uh, wow that uh, <laughs> that lead, yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get banned here so um i'm gonna do a complete swerve because i think that it's right under everybody's nose um mgf's mjf's contract is due to expire in january that is going to be the signing he's gonna he's gonna keep mjf in the wow. fold good comment that's definitely a front runner wow. there well done guys great wow. first round tough question wow. i don't think you guys wow. were prepared all right we're gonna open up question number two this is gonna open up with the player so he's gonna do a back-to-back -back. randy orton set the return to Survivor Series. And CM Punk coming back to the WWE at the Survivor Series is a very popular rumor. Which one is bigger and why? Player, you're on a 30. I think oh, by far. Go. It, by far it would be CM Punk coming back. I mean, everybody's everybody's expecting Orton to come back. And, it, I mean, while if, he, if and when he does come back, it'll be, it'll be a great addition. But we've, we've had this discussion before. Here's the problem with wrestling as it is today. Back in the day, you know, with the 25 or 30 territories, you cycled in and out, and that's the way wrestling was supposed to be. You came into a territory. You, you know, you worked for maybe six months, nine months, maybe a year if you really got over. But, you know, what happens then is, is the, you know, you get stale. But the good thing was you had, you know, if you were in Texas or you were in Mid-South, you moved up to Oregon, or you went to Hawaii, or you wrestled in Japan. These guys don't have that option. They're under contract at WWE only. And that, that, that saying that Jim Cornette always says, how can I miss you if you don't go away? I mean, Randy Orton, he's kind of gone away, but we all have had him in the back of our minds. I think I would love to see CM Punk come back. I think, I, I think CM Punk got a bad rap with AEW. I think all CM Punk did was he took care of business the old school way. And he was in a, you know, he was in a, a, a wrestling school or whatever you want to call it, wrestling federation with a bunch of kids who, you know, unfortunately were in charge and unfortunately did not like him. And I think any other place he would have, he would have fit in well. I see him going back to, I would much rather see CM Punk come back. Well done, player. Well done. Another wow. great round. Going across the wow. pond to Mr. Boston, the president of wrestling and the Monty and the Fire channel. Phil, you're on the 30. Tough question. Go. Well, Benny did make a compelling case, but I am going to be the uh, devil's advocate and say the other thing. Um, we have two sayings that come to mind, at least to my mind. One is that familiarity breeds contempt, and the other is that absence makes the heart grow fonder. Now, regarding the familiarity and contempt part, We've seen CM Punk uh, quite a bit lately. You know, we see him, uh, we certainly have seen him in action for, you know, quite a while now. We've heard about him in terms of all his backstage exploits, and um, he's made appearances at Blackhawks games. So he's not out of the limelight. He's still on our radar. We have not had a chance to miss him yet, you know. Um, while he's known as much for his promos and pipe bombs as he is for his his great abilities in the ring when it comes to survivor series or the element of surprise think about it what's more uh surprising 
CM Punk walking out with a microphone or Randy Orton appearing out of nowhere to do a, to hit a TK, an RKO or something like that. I think Randy's got the more physical presence and create a bigger stir and surprise just by virtue of, of some of his skills. And I think we've missed him for far too long. He's a staple of the territory. And, uh, you know, for my money, I, I, I'd rather see Randy Orton return right now. We don't have many years left with him. So I, 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 great, I, I think he's going to make a Great round, Phil, and great comments. Going over to ESO, who had a good first round. Another tough question. we got you on the 30, ESO. Go. Tough question? No. Tough question? No. It's not a tough question. Randy Orton is risking everything to come back. The doctors do not want him to come back right now, but he's he's doing it because he enjoys it, loves it. He has a love for the business. Um, Orton is definitely the, the bigger legend. Orton has been, is the legend killer. He's been around longer, and he has had a more dominant career than CM Punk has. CM Punk breeds controversy. Um uh, <clears throat> Punk, Punk's big, but he, he's definitely not. He's definitely not the, in the same in the same class. Plus, as Phil mentioned, we just saw him more recently. We haven't seen Orton in what it's been at least a year and a half since that that match with the uh, where they lost the tag team titles, where RK Bro was at that time the hottest tag team out there. Uh, so no, it, it's not a it, tough case. I got a great idea. We're gonna have we're gonna have Punk come out at the Survivor Series and start cutting a promo on something. And then what are you going to have? You're going to have that legend killer come out, kick him in the ribs, and we're going to have him RKO Punk. That would be the way to, to have Survivor Series go off with a bang. The return of two awesome legends. But in my opinion, Randy Orton is definitely, definitely the uh, the bigger legend at this point. Um, he's going to be – he's going to have more of an impact when he comes back than CM Punk. Wow, you saying Randy Orton's a bigger star than CM Punk, huh? Absolutely. Well done. Joe, after a uh -oh. great first round, you're in the final spot. Ooh. What Can you bring something new to the table that the other three haven't? You're on a 30. Go. <laughs> right, the man. only thing new I could bring here is that neither of them show up. Um, I don't know. I, I'm very conflicted on this. If CM Punk comes back in any way in WWE, it's definitely going to be a one-off. It has to be a one-off. I don't see any storylines. I see nothing how he can help the WWE at this point. Whether or not this is a anti-Vince McMahon move or a TKO, Ari uh, Emanuel move or something like that, I don't see CM Punk coming back. Um, I think this his thing with AEW is still going to be hot. It's gonna We're going to probably find out this Saturday. Who knows? Um, Randy Orton, definitely the bigger impact. I think it was Phil that just said it, that it's, it's, he's coming back, risking it all back injury, a lifelong, uh, injury and so forth. I think that'll be the bigger impact. My thing, the thing I'm, I'm a little hesitant about with Randy Orton is, is it going to be the big surprise that everybody wants, or is this going to be something that he's just going to show up? We're expecting him there. The internet's going to already see him come off the plane, go into the arena. We're already going to know he's there. So that surprise element is going to be taken away. Same thing with CM Punk. He's followed around. He's been trolling AEW and WWE saying, you know, who's the devil in the mask? Um, you know, uh, well, look, look where this next pay-per-view is or premium live event is. I might be there. He's been, really teetering on both sides it could be it's a toss-up at this point bigger impact randy orton no doubt about a it good round good round nice well i got a tight race here 
Woo! Tight race with all great comments. I got to tell you, I say it every week. I could not do what you guys do on the fly, not knowing what the question is. Question three. Gunther's doubles down on the Ultimate Warrior being a showman and not a pro wrestler. The Ultimate Warrior is one of the most popular intercontinental champions in WWE history, but he was never praised for his in-ring work. Instead, he got over because of his gimmick and how hard he was pushed by the company. During an interview, Gunther doubled down on the Warrior being a showman and said that someone at work thought his comments on the bump from the earlier this week were funny. He said, somebody work came to me and went like, that was funny. It's like, did you mean that? And I said, yes, of course I meant it. Was the ultimate warrior a great superstar or just a showman? ESO, you're going to open on this on the 30. Ultimate warrior, great wrestler or just a showman? Go. He's definitely just a showman, but he did his job. When you heard those that music hit, like we were talking about last week, it was Benny and Dan both talked about it. You knew who was coming down. He was running full blast down to the ring to shake those ropes and squash somebody. That was his gimmick. I was a kid at that point. Vince McMahon sold it to me. I popped every time I saw the Ultimate Warrior come down to the ring, and I could not wait until he held, came in and, and held that title. And let's face it, when the Honky Tonk Man o issued that open challenge, there was only one person who could answer it, and he did. You heard that music hit? He came down to the ring. He did his thing. He pressed, the, pressed Honky Tonk Man, dropped him, did the splash, one, two, three, and he was the intercontinental champion. He ended up... Being such a colorful intercontinental champion, he was changing the, the color of the belts to match the, the makeup and the stuff he was doing on the day. He did his job. He was there for the kids. He was there to cater to that next level of wrestling, to bring those fans in. You know, for, for me, that was uh, peak, peak WWE, WWE wrestling. So, absolutely. And I had enjoyed him coming over. I had seen him as the Dingo Warrior, and when I saw him come into the WWE, I popped. Yo, I was excited to see him. So, All right, great, so great... well done, sir. Well done. Excellent job. Joe, you're in the two spot. Uh oh. You're on the I'm 30. In the two spot. All right, Go. great showman versus great wrestler. Great showman versus great wrestler. We're all forgetting the ultimate warrior at his time, at his peak, during that era. What is wrestling? What is a wrestler? A great showman. This guy personified it all. He combined superstar Billy Graham. He combined Hulk Hogan. He combined the excitement and electricity of a KISS concert. Yes, a KISS concert. I've seen him live many a times. My heart still races whenever I hear his music, just like everybody else does. When he entered the open challenge to Honky Tonk Man, it was unbelievable. I think his average match was no less than 10 minutes. I think the big one in Toronto at WrestleMania with Hulk Hogan was probably one of his longest matches. And even that, it was so high-powered energy. That was his shtick. That's the only way he could perform. And that is why he is not only a great showman, but he was a great wrestler for his era. We are all forgetting that. He came along in that time where you had to be a big man. You had to excite and lift the crowd, and you had to sell tickets and pay-per-views and merchandise. And the Ultimate Warrior came along at that precise moment. And he did take care of business. 
It's unfortunate how his career had ended and so forth and his fallings out with Vince McMahon and having to come back and reunite with everybody and say sorry. And, of course, his untimely death uh, right after the Monday Night Raw when he got inducted into the Hall of Fame. It was it was sad. But none the case, he was a great wrestler at, because he was a showman at that time of his era. So, hands down, great wrestler for great his Great job. Era. Great job in support of the ultimate warrior. Player, you're in the three spot. Two great third rounds by uh, Joe and ESO. ESO's come to play today, brother. You're on the 30. Go. Ultimate Warrior, great wrestler. Hell no. I mean, you listen to his promos, and, I mean, every time <laughs> I heard him, I, the, oh, I like, what the fuck did this guy say? I, I don't understand. But, I mean, he was – I mean, granted, the entrance, mu entrance, entrance music blasted. And everybody in the crowd popped. And, you know, the problem was his entrance. He was gassed. By the time he got to the ring, running down the aisle, you know, shaking the ropes, he, he was already, you know, he, he was blown up. And it was, you know, his matches were typically very, very short um, and not very good. I mean, can you think of a, oh, an actual wrestling hold he ever applied? I can't. I mean, he, he had, you know, very stiff clothesline, a body slam, that's that splash. I mean, there was all all sizzle and zero steak. But here's the bottom line, you know. And there's a big butt here. The guy put asses in the seats. And whether he was a wrestler or a showman, does it really matter? You know, this is wrestling is not. It's not fun. It's not show friends. It's show business. The guy. I mean, it would would Hulk Hogan have sold out Toronto and WrestleMania with Jack Briscoe? Who is like probably one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, collegiate amateur, you know, collegiate champion. What, what, he wouldn't have drew flies with Hulk Hogan. Warrior, different story. He gave the people what they wanted, and that is the bottom line. Good job, good job. Wow, we got a tight race going on here, Mister Boston. Whoa. Minute thirty. Ultimate Warrior, wrestler or showman, you're on. <laughs> Well, I can make an argument for both. You know, it's not surprising that Gunther um, cut this promo or made these statements as he's very much an old school in-ring uh, type of wrestler and uh, loaded with talent, okay? And, and what a great way to distinguish himself from his forebears. In fact, we have to, you know, he also has to give the warrior some credit because it was he and others before who laid the road for these guys. If there were no ultimate warrior, there'd be no Gunther right now. You know, as far as his wrestling ability, I mean, he cut his teeth in world class and mid-south, and I think he showed some good elements if he's in there with the right people. He had a great match with Hogan at WrestleMania when that when the torch was passed. He's done some great work with Rick Rude, too. So we know when push comes to shove, he's, he's very capable of performing, of creating a, a, a back-and-forth um, exciting match. While it's not going to be a, a technical masterpiece, it's definitely still, I think, a, a very much an entertaining spectacle. Um, another larger-than-life character, you know? Are we going to see Gunther on... on uh, on Regis Philbin, of course, Regis is dead, but um, or on Arsenio Hall or on all these other shows that we used to just marvel at when these guys would come on. So Warrior transcended the sport. He's a bit of a mythic figure. His goofy promos, I think, in in hindsight are, are far more entertaining now than they were at the time. Oh, yeah. But, Very um, good, man. Very yeah. good. Holy cow. Wow. 
Uh-oh. You guys, uh, you guys are on fire. All right, guys, this is a tight race. This is question number four. After this round, two of you will be banned or sent to the land of misfit toys. The other two will battle for the championship of the world that Dan so easily decided not to show up and defend. Vacated. They vacated it. That's right. Wow. He didn't. He didn't run over the belt with his pickup truck like Stan Hansen did, did he? No, he or did like not. He did not. Background. He just no showed. He just no showed. <laughs> he pulled a Samoa Joe. He did. Yeah. Samoa Joe. He didn't throw it in the trash though, like Medusa. Though he didn't do that. Ooh, wow. We're in the Merrimack River, like uh, Stone Cold did. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Intercontinental title. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> Phil, you're in the top spot. Uh oh. Uh-oh, back-to-back. Back. Last week, Logan Paul won the U.S. championship. WWE make, the, WWE make the right move, and why? You're on a 30. Go. Yes, they did. Rey Mysterio is obviously injured, and um, I, I think Logan Paul has um, a little bit of a, um, a storyline or a program with him. Beyond that, Logan Paul is a trained athlete. He is a, uh, he's definitely a um, very good worker from all accounts. In fact, I think it was in that match with Ray where he, he caught Ray, who was going for, I think, a, a moonsault or, you know, he might have misjudged um, placement. But it, but it was nice to see that uh, Logan Paul was able to anticipate the potential for injury and, and basically break Ray's fall and kind of protect him. So... As far as his professionalism, I think he I think he proved it right there alone. Um, he brings many eyes to the screen, obviously, and and he's he's more part of this this crossover this this culture now where uh, social media and wrestling. I mean, people are cutting their promos online now, and uh, rather than you know with Mean Gene, so he's got that going for him too. Um, obviously, he's got the gift of gab. Uh, as far as any cross promotional stuff, he's got that athlete, he's got that drink of his that uh, could certainly um, benefit from some exposure on on TV. But um, and and given his history, uh, his fighting history too, and his brothers for that matter too, their histories and and being brothers, I think we have yet to hear from his his brother too. So I think it was a good move. I think it was a great move. Initially, I was a little skeptical of him, but he's he's grown on me. I think he's proven himself in the ring. Well done, he's Phil. Some, yeah. Oh man, Woo. it's gonna be hard to get caught. That's uh, some hefty numbers wow. you're putting up by the Good fourth boy. round. Player, you're in round two, the round four. You're looks like you're twenty points behind the lead. You've got to get some distance between Joe and ESO. You're on the thirty. Go. Yeah. Um. I, did they do make the right move? Absolutely. You know. Uh, Welcome to wrestling 2023. This is the way it's going to be. We're going to have crossover from other sports. And I like the guy. I mean, the, the guy is obviously is very athletic. Uh, he's putting the work in. Um, I mean, given his, his relative inexperience, I mean, the guy is making strides and leaps and bounds. And I mean, Logan Paul is a lot more believable than Bad Bunny. So, I mean, I think to that extent, I mean, they, they you know, they're doing way better with Logan Paul. I, he seems to be really committed to this. He, I mean, I, I think that he's been a long time, huge fan of professional wrestling. And now he's getting to live his dream by, by you know, performing in the ring. I, I see the guy getting better and better. What has he had, like 10 matches? I mean, if he's this good with 10 matches, and like uh, 
you know, like Phil said, he actually saved Ray from a serious injury by, you know, by helping him uh, in, in their match. So, and that's, that's experience that that's something that you wouldn't really expect from somebody with that relative inexperience. So I, I'm a big fan of the guy. I see him, you know, this isn't just a one-off. I see more titles in his future, uh, maybe even a world title. I just see the guy getting better and better. And I think that WWE did the right, you know, they, they definitely, uh, they pulled the trigger at the right time. Well done, Benny. Phil, you stay, you still stay in the number one spot. So oh, far, you're, you're actually one player, well, two player away from going into that final round. ESO, you're in the third spot. You're on a 30. Go. Okay. Let's let's start talking about this. Does WWE really need another part-time champion? We already have one with Roman Reigns. In this case, I'd say yes. This guy is everywhere, and he's elevating this title and putting it in front of people who have never seen it before. Uh, he's a tremendous athlete. We have he, – he's – beyond where he should be at this point for somebody who's had so few matches to be that far ahead of the game he blows some people who've been in the business for years out of the game yes his repertoire in moves may be a little bit limited but you know what the guy knows how to sell he knows how to talk he has he has great 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 looks he's a social media icon let's face it they've been setting up angles through his show this entire angle with him getting the u.s championship was set up through his his uh logan paul podcast they these guys are everywhere these pauls are mentioned on media everywhere it would be foolish not to have this title on this guy this guy he transcends the business he's beyond what what they expect um is it the right move? Absolutely. Logan Paul belongs where he is. He uh he has everything. He has the looks. He has the the talk. He has the he, everything. So all right, yes, Bruce. Great move wow, what a good four rounds. But by my calculation, at forty-seven, wow. that sends you to the land of misfit toys. So wow, I'll see, see you, soon, Bruce. There. Have a good Take one, Bruce. Have a good one, Bruce. Great job. Great job. Oh, I'm wow. always sad okay. to see when people go to the land of misfit toys. Yeah, I wonder oh. how that feels. It's a nice place, though. They'll take care of them there. It's cold, though. It looks very cold. <laughs> yeah, and cold. Yeah. If you, Bruce doesn't look like he's dressed for it. Yeah. <laughs> Joe. He looks like he's more sensitive to cold. <laughs> Are you ready? Tough acts, to, tough acts to follow here. Tough acts. But I'll try my best. All right. Here we go. You're on a 30. Go. All right. Logan Paul. The man, the myth, soon to be a legend, unbelievable athlete. Logan Paul is that kid I grew up with. We all had one in the neighborhood. Whatever he touched turned to gold. You want him on the football team. You want him on the basketball team. You want him on the baseball team. Whatever he did, he did well, and he excelled at. Why? Because he's a gifted athlete. Now he's a gifted sports entertainer. Welcome to the new era of sports entertainment. Crossover, crossover, crossover. We're going to see a lot more of this, whether it's Bad Bunny, whether it's Logan Paul. What's even better and more appealing, the man is now fornicating in his belt. This beloved U.S. title that I have behind me right now, the man is sleeping with his girlfriend with it. He is showering with it. He is taking this to a whole nother level. This is the new era. This is what it's going to be all about now. We're going to see a bunch more Logan Pauls come in here. 
the YouTube shows, all that stuff. This is what WWE craves. They love that stuff. They basically took somebody who already built his platform and said, let's make some money together. And that's exactly what they're doing. Butts and seats, you name it. Logan Paul, unbelievable signing. I think he's going to be a full-time champ. I think he's going to have this title on display wherever he goes. He's already been to UFC with it. He's already been, God knows where else he's going to be with it. The only thing that does worry about it is that he's fornicating in the U.S. title. God only knows what he's going to do when and if he wins the Universal title or the World Heavyweight Championship. I don't know. Great, great signing. Logan Paul, gifted athlete, new era. Wow. Sports entertainment. You nice. might be the Logan Paul of this show. You just come in and bam, you what? make it to the no championship way. round. What? And this knocks out one of my favorite guys, the player, oh. the guy who's dedicated, has it all. I'm sorry, player. You go into the land I'm not of the cold. I'm not dressed for the Misfit Toys, but I'll, I'll go. <laughs> all right, man. We'll miss you, bro. We'll see you later. All right. Take it wow. easy. Uh-oh. Damn, the player. The player sent to the cold. I feel bad. <laughs> I do feel bad. But you know what? He'll come back. He does a lot of training when he gets knocked off this, and then he just comes back and fights back. All right, put them at zero, big guy. This is a zero-zero. We're going to start with you first, Joe. You're going to be on a 30. Oh, boy. Last week, weekend, Magnum TA was in studio. If Magnum TA was never in that car, that car crash, what would have been the storylines for Ric Flair, Sting, and Dusty Rhodes? Joe, we're setting you up. You're on a 30. Oh, boy. Okay. Hold on. Got to get that clock up. Talk right, about no shooting from the hip on this one. Okay. Just give me one minute. We'll get your clock up. There it is. Go. All right. Magnum TA, obviously, uh, unbelievable professional wrestler, athlete, showmanship. I was just watching his videos with baby doll Nicola Roberts just the other day. I think it was the anniversary of the big kiss and the smack heard around the world and across the face with baby doll and so forth. What would have happened to Ric Flair and, and Dusty Rhodes and, and basically anybody else in the NWA? I would, have, I, I would honestly believe that Magnum TA would already be in every single Hall of Fame, wrestling Hall of Fame you could think of. NWA, um, WWE, obviously. I think Magnum TA was going to be the next. I'm not going to say Ric Flair because you got two different dynamics there, but he would have been a stellar NWA world's champion. He would have been that guy that put the butts in the seats. He would have been the guy to either drop the title, the flare, and then regain it back again and so forth. Or he would have put Dusty over one minute and then uh, Dusty put him over in the next in the next one. It's unfortunate with the car wrecks and so forth, but it's even more unfortunate because I used to pick up those wrestling magazines back in the day, the second Tuesday of every month, and I ran to there and I saw what happened to Magnum TA. And he was wearing a Boston Celtics jacket. And it, it just broke my heart to see a guy with that kind of gift go too soon. What would have happened to Magnum TA if that accident did not happen? He would have been world champion. He would have had a world-class career. And he definitely would be in every major Hall of, wrestling Hall of Fame there well is. Well done, man. That's a, that's a solid round at 13. Phil, you got the advantage, though. You actually interviewed Magnum TA, so it's a little unfair advantage. You're on a it 30. Is. Go. Well, you know, I, I hearken back to what, what, what Magnum said, too. It would have changed the trajectory for everyone involved. Uh, I think it would have 
change the trajectory of what we know um, as championship matches. Um, I do believe the title would be passing back and forth several times, and I think the feud would be taken nationwide because of the appeal of both of them and the power of the Superstation, which is really just ga- just getting a lot of momentum with Magnum's ascension, Flair cemented as champion, Dusty lurking in the shadows, and Dusty being a friend of both, um, obviously he's advocating for Magnum, and uh, obviously still had a rivalry with Rick too. I could see years before we experienced the first three-way dance that perhaps the three-way dance takes center stage with with uh, WCW or NWA as you know as we we knew it at the time as it was changing to WCW. So I could actually see the first of several three-way Dusty Magnum and Flair main events. I mean, you know, what a way to uh, to really promote the feud to start to to really to you know focus and showcase all three performers at the same time. It's a battle of egos, too, so I can't see that Dusty would just sit back and watch it all unfold. And I know Magnum said he made three times more money as a booker than as a performer, but again, Dusty had a bit of an ego. Well done, Phil. Wow, by one point, we got a new champion, the new world's champion, Phil. And guess what? Me? You I'm may be Me? Joe. Thanks for joining us, but unfortunately, we got to send thanks, you to Joe. the land of misfit toys. It's cold, land but you got a jacket on. You're not in the same shape <laughs> as Bruce and Phil. Uh, Thank you Phil, very much uh, for having uh, me, guys. Player. Bye, Joe. But Phil, you also going to be shocked. the. You're going to hold it for two weeks in a row because next week's Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. Yeah, and we're man, off. The thanks- yeah, Thanksgiving bye. I love it. Two-week rain. I love it, man. All right, we'll see totally everybody cool. next week. Have a good one. Thanks, Mike. Take care. Thanks, guys.